Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good. Um, training is hopefully picking up for you. Um, you know, and I, I do think races are starting to, you know, pop up in different forms. It's funny that I said pop up, given that pop up races is, you know, some of the races that are actually sort of existent. Um, sorry, that sounded extremely boring the way I talked about that. But um, look, yeah, you know, it is it is good to see that certain races are, you know, starting to come back and, and that people are, you know, able to get racing again and stuff. So um, I think that's an exciting um, prospect. You know, I myself, I have a race in a week's time, um, this event at Down Royal. Um, I guess like I, it's strange for me that I'm racing because like it feels it feels like I've gone back to like probably like 2010 to 2012, um, and I'm racing like how I used to back then. Where you know my my like to be to be frank and to be brutally honest, my my preparation isn't what it normally would be, and so. You know, I've just been showing up to the track and doing um, sessions with the guys, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I'm not fit. It's just different. It just feels different. It has a different feel to it because you know normally I might have spent a bit of time in Flagstaff, um, different things like that. Um, if I look at my training, probably as a as a whole. Like and and we talk about these last um certainly these last what do we call it like two months three months now it might be so March to April to May to June holy shit it's probably nearly like four months it's coming up on which is crazy um but if you remember back and and I talked about um you know if if I could get to Christmas if I could be averaging fifty miles a week and things like this or sixty I know that doesn't sound like a lot. But, you know, we also considered the alternative and the alternative was, you know, that that demotivated state where, you know, like, you know, it's a very obvious thing. You're not motivated. You're not training. You know, you're contemplating life in the sport. And like, I, you know, I, I got there, you know, I got there a few times and I, you know, I questioned my existence in the sport. I, I questioned, is this still what I want to do? Am I sure? Et cetera, et cetera. There's a couple of things. There's a couple of things comes out of that. Um, sometimes it's good to question the things that you do um, if you pull through. So if you don't pull through, at least you've made a good decision, or at least hopefully you've made a good decision. You know, if you decide this isn't for me anymore, um, I'm going to walk the other way. I hope you've made a good decision. From from my past, I've learned that. Even if I've made the wrong decision, um, you, you obviously have to deal with the consequences. And so, part of your part of your decision making, you have to you have to think about the consequences. So, with my psychologist, we would have talked through different scenarios, and some would have been, "What happens if you know? What happens if for the next four months you train as hard as you can?" And there's no races. What's the consequence? What happens if the next four months you train as hard as you can? Or sorry, you don't train. There's no races. What are the consequences? You don't train. Races come back. What are the consequences? So you run through these different scenarios, and then hopefully you make calculated decisions and you make the best decision. Um, then you have to make the best decision for you too personally. You know, logic. 
logic is fantastic, but at the same time, human humans go a bit beyond logic. You know, sometimes we come back to, and then this is where the emotions come in, and this is where, and they're equally as important because you can make the the right logical decision, but it doesn't mean that you know your brain or your head or whatever you want to call it is going to accept that right away. Um, and so if it starts sort of like fighting back and it's not happy, well, it's just going to lead in this vicious, vicious circle. So. You know, hopefully some, the reason I said it's a good thing to, to question things is because if you do, you know, come out the other side and, you know, you had the opportunity to quit and you definitely could have and there's probably not too many people would have judged you or said anything because, you know, we at right now we all get it. We all get that, you know, this kind of sucks a bit and, you know, I was kind of just walking back from walking the dog yesterday and I was kind of like looking around I was kind of thinking like, you know, COVID has kind of died down a bit in the media. So it's kind of like, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, I wonder, like, I wonder, does it still exist? You know what I mean, I know it still exists, right? We all know it still exists. Um, but because the media aren't showing as much of it, it's kind of like, it's kind of died a bit. But you can still, you can tell that there's still that strange vibe, whether it's people not wanting to get close to you. You know, whether there's just an eeriness or whether you're still lining up outside a store to go in or or there's head counts when you're in a store or there's still one way systems in place. There's still a weirdness. There's still an eeriness. Um, But like I said, it does seem to be that, you know, things are turning in a good direction. And so, look, if you've been handed this opportunity to quit, retire, step down, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, you do pull through, um, I, I think it's a really great thing because, then, then you have to double down, and that's and that's the next step. So, if you've decided that you know what, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this, I'm gonna keep cracking on, then you fucking double down. You decide, right? It was me made that decision. It was me made the decision to keep going. I could have quit. Parts of me wanted to quit, but I decided that it was the best thing for me. You know, whatever that, whatever your reasoning is, because. You love it too much because, you know, you're hungry for more results because all the hard work that you've done in the past, you don't want it to go down as wasted. All different sort of reasons here, guys. Um, so you so you double down, right? So I guess that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I've, I've, I've had all these, like, thoughts about quitting. And, and, you know, one thing with me is sometimes I actually go through with it. Um, not, like, not literally go through with it, but, like, in a hypothetical sense. So I went through with the whole retirement phase and, you know, it, it, it sort of like, it included a couple of steps, you know, it included a, well, what would you do now? And, you know, the what would you do now is kind of like, like, are you starting to look for, for jobs? You know, what sort of jobs, what sort of jobs could you do? Um, you know, would anyone even employ you? Like, how does your CV look? These are all these are all really really important steps in the you can't just decide like I'm going to retire and and have no idea um, about like what what potentially would come next or you know what there is available for you because it's easier said than done that's that's probably one of the things that I'm going to say um, it's easier to think that you're going to retire than to actually retire. And then I think when you start looking at like what sort of other options there are there, because it comes back to that, like grass is always greener. You know, I'd have never thought about retirement in 2020 only for like 
coronavirus, and you know, I I I told the BBC, and, and it's all out there, all over the all over sort of like the BBC website. You know, if I was told there's no Olympics and no major city marathons in the next couple of years, of course I'd question what I'm doing. But then I sort of came to the conclusion that it was my, you know, we talked about this before too. It was my ego just acting a little bit spoiled, and it was acting that little bit spoiled as if like. Oh, Stephen Scullion doesn't race in in small races like that. Stephen Scullion doesn't train really hard. You know what fucking happens when that happens? What happens when you don't train really hard and your attitude sucks about the races that exist? You get beat. And that's what's going to happen. You're going to show up to one of these races that, you know, apparently Stephen Scullion's too good for, and you're going to get fucking beat. You know, unless you can win every race that's going to exist up and down the country in the next lot of months. Sorry to be quite frank, but I need to shut the fuck up. Um, and, and again, sorry for swearing there, and, and, but, it, but it's true. You know, if you think you're too good, jump in an 800-meter race, jump in a 1,500-meter race, jump in the, in the mile race where I've heard these boys are going to try to break four minutes. You know, you think you're too good for these races? Go show us. So there's always going to be a race that's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge you in a new way. You know, it could be trail races. It could be track races. Um, but, you know, hopefully the road racing side of things is going to start to pick up. I'm obviously excited about um, Down Royal next week. I think that's fair to say because last week is the first week where I've actually showed up for all three training sessions, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um and I think that's what happens is my brain starts to recognize that opportunities are coming back and, you know, I'm going to be held accountable and, and I'm going to stand on a start line and people are going to try to beat me. Um, all of a sudden, like, the, the level of dedication goes up a little bit. I, I, if I was to give myself a grade out of 10 for my level of dedication recently, it's probably only going to be a 5 or a 6, maybe even a 5, maybe even a fucking 4, if I'm being truthfully honest. And that's okay. But the reason being, you know, the nutrition hasn't been where it should be. What you should do is you should list out of 10 where you are now compared with where you'd like to be if you were standing on the start line of an Olympic Games. Where's everything at? How's your nutrition been? How's your weight? You know, how's your, how's your strength when it comes to running, etc., etc.? How's your core stability? How's your flexibility? How's your fitness? You know, and these are all the types of things. And that's when you'll probably, because, you know, I'm going to have to give things like flexibility, probably like a, a three out of ten, because I haven't been doing my yoga. Um, I'm going to have to give things like strength, probably a three out of ten, because I haven't done the S&C program consistently. And, you know, consistently is at least twice a week. So these are these are all harsh realities that that I'm going to have to, you know, probably sit down this week, and I'm probably going to have to pencil these things down, right, where are we at, how do I, how do I get from right now, you know, if these are 3 out of 10, what, what, and, and step A, or the very first step that you take, isn't necessarily, I'm going to go from 60 to 70 mile a week to 100, step A might be, right, I'm going to stick with 70, 75, I'm going to add in one or two double days, because I haven't been double daying, and then, you know, what else could I do? Okay, I haven't been doing my yoga and I haven't been doing my strength. Let's get back to doing yoga once a week or twice a week, sorry, and let's do strength twice a week. And at the end of, at the end of a month, you know, 
all of a sudden, you're bringing a couple of your three out of tens up to probably like a five already. And that's where it starts. And then once they're back to a five, then you say to yourself, right, I could probably take the training now from 70, 75 miles a week quite safely up to 90. And then over that next month, all of a sudden, you're bringing the fitness up, the strength is staying up, the, the flexibility is staying up. What about, what about the psychology? Are you, one thing I've noticed is at the minute, I'm very like, I would say, you know that, that saying of one foot in, one foot out? I'm not even a foot in. I'm, my fucking tiptoes are barely touching the water. And so, you know, that's where the psychology needs to change. That's where you need to wake up each day and remind yourself of, of the goal, of the task, of, of who you are. You know, whether that's I'm a professional runner, whether that's I'm, I'm training to get better before my next marathon, whether that's I'm starting running from a very low level and I can't wait until I've moved to a good level. Get, get your headspace on par with your goals. It has to be because that inner voice is so, so important. If that inner voice is distracted by other things and other things being, you know, I talked about lining up. I looked at like what careers are out there. You know, I even went through a few of the application processes. And so I got a call the other day from the Red Cross about a career that, you know, I, I had applied for. And, and all of a sudden, that's a distraction. You know, your head might have been in a good place. Your psychology might have been getting to a good place. But all of a sudden, if you're still clinging on to, you know, other career ideas and you're not letting them go. You know, that lady spoke to me and I just said, thank you so much for calling me. Um, actually, you know, I've decided that, you know, it's not the career for me. And, and that, that closed it. That door had to be closed because if that door stays open, that's what keeps you with your wee tiptoes in. And you can't, that doesn't work with athletics and running. You need to be, you need to be fully focused. You need to know for sure it's the right thing for you to do. Then you need to work out how, and I just talked about the how, building the yoga back in, building the strength back in, building the training, figuring out where your body, fitness, strength, weight, all those things are right now compared to like maximum potential. You have to think maximum potential. You have to think I'm shooting for the stars. I'm going to win a medal at the Olympic Games. Where, do, where does all these side of things need to be? If you need to be able to do a plank on fucking one arm, balancing on a BOSA ball to win an Olympic medal, well, then you better put a plan in place how to get there. And that's, and that's really quite simple. So then the plan goes in place, and then you just start chipping away at it, you know, and you do it in a logical way. Once the plan's in place, and it's a master plan to build towards an Olympic medal, look, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but why should it stop you trying? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that just because you don't necessarily believe it yet, but it should not stop you trying. And, you know, you might, you might go from a 3 out of 10 to a 7 or an 8, but by pushing for that Olympic medal, all of a sudden it pushes you maybe into, you know, at your 7 or 8. Your 7 or 8 still could get you top 20, top 15, who knows? Um, and, and that's what you've got to do. So that's kind of like the next step. On that note, I booked, I, I have a little bit of work to do, which is, which is important. It's important for the future. It's important for now. It's something I committed to do. Um, I have a bit of work to do over the next two weeks here in Northern Ireland and Ireland. It's a really, you know, it's a super exciting little project that 
um, got put in place. I'm I'm really excited to tell you guys about it, but I just can't at the minute, um, unfortunately. Um, and, and I'm sure if you've seen on my social media and Instagram, I've been a bit all over the place in Ireland um, and Northern Ireland, the Causeway and Donegal and seeing, and that's all part of the project. And it's been really exciting to get around and see these places. Um, but yeah, so, so that's happening. But once that's over, 30th of July, I'm off to St. Moritz. I'm going to go back to altitude. Um, it'll be the first time at altitude in quite a while. I, I was really hesitant because I didn't know if altitude would, you know, make or break me. I didn't know if I'd end up sitting up a mountain thinking, like, why am I here? But for the, the next two weeks, is all about getting the headspace ready for that trip. So over these next two weeks, it's going to be about making decisions clearer, tying up a few loose ends, you know, like I talked about, like, you know, the Red Cross calling me. There was a couple of other things I had looked into and, 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 and applied for and things like that, and I, I need to tidy those up because, you know, I can't have doubts. You can't have doubts. You can't be sitting up a mountain and, you know, get a phone call about an opportunity that you thought might be great for the future, and then it plants a seed of doubt. The doubts all need to be gone. Um, so the next two weeks, that's what's going to be really important, getting that headspace um, in a good place. And then, you know, I'm hoping Irish champs still go ahead. That's a that's a really important day for me. That that would be, you know, three, three years in a row winning the 10K title. Um, I think that that's a that's a really cool thing. That is really important to me. Like it, it shows that every year, you know, I've been able to come back not only fit but healthy, still committed to the sport. You know, if you'd have told me five years ago when I was just starting back that you know I'd be winning Irish champs a couple of years on the trot, you know, I I don't know if I'd have believed you. So. It'll be good to be in St. Moritz because that's a place where I've trained before. Um, I'll be able to, you know, compare compare my fitness in previous years and it'll give me a sense of, you know, where I'm at. And then after the Irish Champs, the plan is to fly back to St. Moritz and put a bit longer stint in. And then hopefully, you know, a London or, or one of these marathons in the fall here, like coming up to like October, November. Hopefully something exists or, you know, I'll simply put, you know, I might work with Athletics Northern Ireland or with Glenn, who's looking after this event um, next week. I might look at trying, if, if the likes of these marathons aren't going to exist, I might look at trying to get something small, something local um, existing. And, you know, that could that could then be the platform where you go and test all the training. And it's no longer about buying time. It's no longer about survival. Now, now that's moving to let's fucking thrive, you know. Now it's moving to let's get back. Let's put the work in. Let's, you know, the, the beers are going to be poured down the fucking sink. That's enough of that. It's not harmful. But at the end of the day, you know, the professional... The guys that are going to be winning Olympic gold medals, they're probably not sitting, sipping on a Guinness at night or, or beers fairly regularly. After after a good month of training, by all means, you know, you want to have a beer or two, you have a beer or two. And if you're if you disagree with me and you think it's fine, you know, that's that's you. But I but I don't I don't think if you're if your heart's in the place where you're trying to win 
you know, or you're trying to you're trying to be an Olympian even with the competition that we have right now in Ireland. You know, you bet your ass that there's someone out there that ain't fucking drinking the beers. You know, you bet your ass there's someone thinking, I'm fucking delighted. Yep, every time I probably post a picture of a beer, there's an athlete out there going, nice, cheers, Scully. And, you know, they're, they've probably got their hydration tablet and a pint of water, cheers in their phone, seeing my beer. And that's how I would look at it, because that's fierce. That's that fierce mentality of, you do you, and I'm going to do me. But every time you take a step backwards, I'm on your fucking tail, kid, you know. And so, that's where we're at. I'm excited about this. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been, it's been really interesting. It's, it's something that I, I don't think any of us... None of us had prepared for this. None of us had um, emotionally, physically, nothing like that. You know, you weren't told that this was coming. And so batting down the hatches and all things like that. Um, I, I want to do a better job of just just being, you know, I say words like present and, and, and gratefulness and things like this. But, you know, I, I think I just I just need to see what I have right in front of me. You're, you're an athlete for Ireland that's already qualified for an Olympic Games. You have a gift. It's a bit like, guys, when I talked about sitting in the world champs and my head was, was a bit confused and things like this. And I was like, Scully, fuck. There's an athlete out there right now that's probably 15 or 18 or 20. And they're training twice a day so that one day they can get to that platform. You're at the fucking platform. You're there. Appreciate it. It's a gift. You know, and so that's it. I'm, I apologize, and I and I really mean I apologize if there has been negativity, and you guys have picked it up as <coughs> a spoiltness, or here's a professional that's contracted and paid, and he's qualified for the Olympics, and you know he, he's talking negatively, and if he's talking negatively, what does that mean about me, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. I'm also a human being, you know. I can be all those things, qualified for the Olympics, professional paid, but I'm also a human, you know. And think of it as there's days where you go into work and you're not super motivated. That's exactly how it is for me, guys. You know, running, running for a lot of days, running is my job. It's an expectation. It's an expectation to run twice and do something like yoga or strength every day, you know. And that's, and that's something I've chose to do, and that's something I have loved and cherished doing for such a long time, but um, I'm really excited to get back to Altitude. Altitude's a place where I can just pull, pull everything together in a really nice way, and I don't think any of this training that I've been doing recently will be wasted. You know, I think the training's probably been better than I'm giving myself credit for, and obviously there was, there was pretty much a month that went by, I believe a month went by where at least once a week I was breaking 30 minutes for 10K in the park. Certainly three weeks, you know, I think I averaged, no, I'm pretty sure a month, pretty sure I averaged like 450, 445, 442, and, and maybe, so maybe three weeks, but I'm pretty sure a month, but I can't be sure on that. Um, so look, it hasn't been bad, and you know, and then obviously I ran over the morns, and um, I think my body has finally sort of came out of the, the morns, morning period should i say um and and now it looks like it's in a it's in a good place it it feels healthy and i think i'm really going to start helping it with the strength stuff and the stretching and um and i think that's going to work really well um so yeah look guys that's that's all from me 
Um, I, I thought I would give you guys, you know, that little bit of an update. And, and the podcast have been have been a little bit less because I was just I was just conscious of not being negative and and you know not just speaking for the sake of speaking when you know perhaps it wasn't helping. I wanted the podcast to start helping again. But look, guys, you take care. Um, all the best.